You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, I remember posting on Facebook about how much I love season one of this show going, yeah, isn't it great to have something that's not quite like Louie or Masters of None, where you actually find a main character who's not a total moron and actually genuinely wants to be good and improve themselves? Apparently, (laughs) now we got season two, and I guess uh, Rami Yusuf saw a lot more Louie and a lot more Masters of None (laughs) between that time. Is it really? I mean, this is just just a common thing in... Every comedy ever made. I mean, there's Arrested Development where he wanted to fuck his cousin. There's about two shows. <laughs> no, not because of the cousin stuff, but that is a problem too. Maybe. But I'm just saying in terms of like, wow, I really sympathize with Rami. He's a very empathetic and very nice guy. And now by the end of this season, I'm like, I'm not sure if I really like Rami anymore. <laughs> the character, Rami. Oh, yeah. Uh, the story progresses and he does not. Yeah, Rami is a dude who desperately wants to get other people to solve his problems without putting much effort into it. And that's the thing that really bugged me about this season. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. This is Rami season two. Uh, now, it's funny. Now, I'd always thought about watching Rami ever since I saw the trailer for Breakfast Pub. And it took me until signing up for this review to actually catch up. And I loved the first season. I, I think that one is great, an underseen little gem. I even got uh, our friend Alan, you know, who, who did a lot of reviews back in the day to watch it. And now he loves it too, which I'm excited. So I was very eager to talk about season two, and especially because little did I know that when they immediately dropped it on Hulu, I'm like, oh, who's the major supporting character they added? Mahershala freaking Ali. <laughs> yes. Oh, but He was such a such a get for them. Now, can, can we just, let's just have a really quick aside, really quick. You thought he was a good person in season one? I thought he was at least trying in season one. And yeah, sorry, before I do that, I'll just introduce, that is Doggett over there, you just heard. Doggett! Yep, and then we got Alex here, uh, my fellow companion from the Eddie review. Hello! Yeah, so at least this was not a slock like watching Daddy was. I was just gonna say <laughs> oh God, that was... he, uh, he's a dipshit in season one. Just as much as uh, he's a, yeah. he's slightly more of a dipshit this season, but not by much. In fact, I would say he's a much nicer person this season. He just fucks up majorly. I see, and that's where I'm feeling so conflicted because the big arc for this season, for people who are curious, is that this is shortly after Rami gets back from Egypt and all the crazy shenanigans that he got up to in there, and. The biggest thing that affects the plot, because the plot is very free-form, just like in the first season, but the biggest thing is that he goes to a different mosque uh, this season and meets up with Mahershala Ali, who's the sheikh in that uh, mosque. And just the ins and out of him being influenced and talking to this new sheikh about trying to improve himself, and then just the insane things that happen with the people he meets and the people in his family. This season, I mean, I'll admit, Rami is a flawed person. He's been flawed since season one, but at least... His desire to use religion to improve himself was incredibly admirable. And I thought that's something that a lot of shows don't do, because usually it's all about disillusionment with religion and other kind of problems and corruption. 
where Rami at least is trying to find the good through his faith, even if he's still having the problem of he doesn't really want to change everything. But here I feel like they maybe played a little too hard into some of his flaws, because by the end of the season, he just does some really dumb stuff that he obviously should have known better by this point. None of this was surprising! None of this! It was a huge reality check for him. Se- season 1, his intention seems so admirable, and his execution is just terrible. But Season 2, you can tell that he doesn't actually want what he thinks he wants. I'm gonna, dis- I'm, I'm, gonna dis- I'm gonna disagree with you guys there. No, I think he he was trying. He he tried very hard. He really was improving himself. It just happens that um, human nature takes over sometimes, especially when you try to suppress yourself that hard. Yeah, but human nature should probably give way to common sense when the problem of human nature is being sexually attracted to your cousin. Which, okay, what is it about comedy in like the last couple decades that sexy cousins is a thing that people deal with a lot? Because there's jokes from Family Guy about that. There's jokes from Arrested Development all about that. There's jokes from Big Mouth recently that did that. Is that a thing that comedians just really have problems with being sexually attracted to their cousins? Maybe they're just more willing to admit it. I think it's just an American thing. I think just Americans have sex with their cousins. It's just it's just a thing that happens here. What part of Let's America are it. you at, Dawkins? <laughs> Every part of America accuses another part of America of doing the shit that they do. Let's just admit that this happens here. It's extremely common. It's in all of our television shows. It's just kind of a factor of life, apparently. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't like it. I don't like it either. But, but there is mayhem in the there is mayhem in the streets, and sometimes you just gotta take a like a clear eyed look at your culture and be like, "Man, people be fucking their cousins here." Alex, please be a voice of reason on this. <laughs> I'm gonna continue to live in denial of that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I much like Rami lives in denial of most of his flaws. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing is that. Rami at least is aware of some of his flaws, but it's those key problems that he has that he just continually sticks his, well, metaphorically speaking, sticks his dick in the dirt repeatedly over and over and over again throughout this season. And literally, I think that is a problem. To be fair to Rami, his cousin's really hot. (sighs) Okay, moving away from the hot stuff. (laughs) But, you know, and that's the thing, the problem is that the Rami arc, I, I mentioned this to Alex before, and we talked about this before the recording, that the Rami arc this season was a little back and forth, where it started off incredibly strong, and I feel like after the Atlantic City episode, I was starting to gradually lose interest in his story. Not for not wanting to, but it felt like they were maybe pushing that a little hard. They shifted the focus away from him a little bit. They, uh, the, the, so there was like four episodes dedicated to like other characters, like the sister, the mom, the dad, the uncle. There's, that's a good four episodes where you don't focus on him. And that's actually a part of the thing I wanted to discuss about that, because yeah, the Rami arc is what it is, but... One of the things I really liked from the first season was the episodes devoted to his sister and his mother, which was surprising his dad didn't get episode that season. But uh, I feel like this season, most of those episodes were super strong, especially I actually really liked the episode with the uncle and the dad. I thought both those ones were in really, really strong pieces of, of writing. I feel, though, that the one I was actually not crazy about this season was the mother. And it's kind of surprising because I loved her episode last season. This one, it felt like they leaned a little too hard into the cringe comedy. And I'm just like, yes, okay, she says things that get interpreted the wrong way and is a little awkward and people get offended. But that goes on for a good, like, 20 minutes worth of the episode where that stuff's happening. And it just wasn't as clever, I thought, as a lot of the other episodes were. Oh, Justin, yeah. Justin, you you sweet summer child. You don't, 
as a person who is the son of immigrants, that was the funniest episode of this entire season. Uh, see, that no, I, I know that la- totally happens. I've seen my my grandmother acts that way to a lot of things too. She's you know like diehard Spaniard type, but that's the thing where the writing of it I felt was a little clunky in its execution. It might, might personally. I don't fully disagree. When it gets when it got to illegal levels, that's when it got bad. The episodes with Rami's mother tend to tend to be the, like the most humanizing out of all of them. And definitely show you where his desire to be a good person comes from. And shows you how she's actually putting an effort to be a better person is just a little misguided. Whereas he just really wants it and just wants it to happen without having to put any effort in. No, and that's the thing is like, I also feel like the weird thing about the way he handles the other characters outside of the Rami character he's created is that their stories aren't really about them finding their faith at all. Because I guess that's just, you know, theirs is much more focused on culture in relation to that. Like, with Dina, it's about the way that she's living in her American lifestyles and going to college and that such. Uh, with Nazim, it's the way that, you know, being a closeted homosexual, big twist, uh, you know, I was kind of not surprised by that reveal. But that that's the thing that he's dealing with it on a cultural level, even more than just a religious level. And I'm always curious why the religious parts don't become more of a factor in their storyline. Uh, I think that possibly the reason that we don't see that as much as with those characters is they're more comfortable with the level of faith that they have. Whereas Rami thinks that it's going to be the solution to everything. And it's just going to happen because he prays for it. I guess so. I mean, that's fair enough. Uh, I mean, to say it though, though, still, I really liked those episodes a lot with the, with the ones outside characters. Um, and you know, that's the thing is that what I've said a lot about this season, even watching it with my wife, is that I think the show is still incredibly nuanced in the way that it handles a lot of its difficult subjects. Because it's trying to be just incredibly genuine about Arab lifestyle and how the religion and culture clash with a lot of different things that happen, uh, you know, with the new environments they're in, with the types of people they interact with. And it also definitely highlights that um, it's not just white people who are racist to Muslims, because literally everyone does racist stuff to Muslims in this show, I swear. Even Muslims? Oh yeah, this show breaks down a lot of barriers. Yeah, even Muslims are racist to other Muslims in some cases. Oh yeah, constantly. Yeah. I, I love the constant back and forth between Mo and Ahmed about telling Rami how to be a better Muslim. Uh, man... Rami needs to get away from those dudes because they're <laughs> they're great wingmen, but they're terrible influences on him. <laughs> no, 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 they're okay. It's his, it's his, it's his. Uh, what's that? What's that little gremlin creature? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> uh, no, I would treat him nicer, but fuck Steve. After the first season, how could you ever like Steve? Fuck Steve. Dude, Steve's so honest. He's he he uttered the phrase "I'm me too" proof. <laughs> Yeah, especially once he had the situation explained to him about what was happening in that first season and still went, nah, I need this. It'll be fine. I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> you know? just um, And honestly, that did lead to probably my single least favorite part of this whole season was the episode in the Atlantic City. Because it was fine at first with the whole thing about Rami struggling to go to a strip club. And then it leads to the other half of the episode dealing with Steve. Um... I did not enjoy that. Not one bit. Well, 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 you know what, Justin? You cannot consider yourself a good Christian unless you're willing to help milk your friend for him to <sighs> live. <laughs> I, I, like, okay, if that was a short conversation that was about that problem, that was fine. But it was like, like a 10-minute long bit about all the ways that they had to think about how to rationalize doing that thing. And you're just like, I, 
Okay, I get it. I guess. We're like, you could be done by now. Just do it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Rami had to go through that, so you had to go through that. <laughs> Did Rami jerk off for my sins? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that, uh, and that's again, like, I felt like the second half with stuff like that and some of the other things that happened in the finale episode kind of dropped a, a point or two from my rating on the season. Because other than that, I thought I was really liking so much about this season. It just felt like after the bulk of the episodes, Mahershala uh, Lee's character, I wasn't as interested in a lot of the stuff, other stuff happening. Because, man, that first initial four or five episode run with Mahershala Lee is some of the best stuff that's happened in the entire se- the, the entire show, more or less. Oh yeah, those those first few episodes where he's spending so much time with Mahershala and Mahershala's providing all of this wisdom and this just a calming speech and Rami just listens but not really. He just likes hearing yeah. it. It's it's platitudes to him. It feels like like it, it, he uses it ways to rationalize a lot of the decisions he makes. Like even at the parts when the, the you know Mahershala is leading by example to do things to help other people, Rami's just like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Well, I mean, we can just go back and pray, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just again, that's the stuff that started really make me frustrated with how Rami is being handled as a character this season. Because the first season, I felt like he was actually being a little bit more proactive in this in this problem solving, and here he's just yeah. kind of. I mean, Steve called him out for being an F-boy at one point in the episode, and at that point I'm like, yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> well, they've been saying that the entire season. Like, we know how you are with women, and by that mean, you fuck, man. For somebody who doesn't... For somebody who has... Re- okay, you know what? This is how, this is how I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm gonna, Unfortunately, I'm going to use you as an example, Justin. Now, Justin, ordinarily... Choose, choose your words wisely. <laughs> ordinarily, Justin, I would roast you at every second I can, but it just happens I have an uh, enormous amount of respect for you because you walk the walk and talk the talk. You are not a person who, who preaches this, to, to preaches some, some stuff and then uh, counteracts everything you do with your actions. Now, Rami is a different case. Rami is a flawed person. Rami, Rami wants to be better, but... um. No, what can he do? He grew up in New Jersey. What, what do we expect from him? <laughs> what can he do? You can only fight against your environment so much. Oh, man. Oh, man. Rami is just rampant and reckless hypocrisy. Yeah, and I guess it's it's the problem that he as a character, for seemingly being self-aware about his problems, continually do, you know, goes right back into them. And I just, I don't know. It, it started to get to that problem again, like I said, where it's like, oh, it's so nice to see someone who's not like Aziz Ansari, Master of None, or like Louis and Louis, you know, Louis C.K. and Louis, where I'm like, oh, they're just such morons at times where they bring their own problems to themselves. And now it's slowly starting to turn into that. And it makes me worried because... The religion thing and the culture thing is such a huge part of what makes the show stand out among the rest that if that part with Rami's character arc and the stuff with his cousin continue into season three, I'm going to start having some problems with this show. Yeah, I think the cousin stuff's kind of over. I think maybe it's done. It, it, I thought it was over by the first season. It didn't seem like it was going <laughs> to carry over. But nope, I was very wrong, <laughs> apparently. I was not expecting to come out of season two. Somehow feeling more empathetic towards Uncle Nassim, that bigoted asshole, than Rami. <laughs> well, with Uncle Nassim, you totally get it why he's acting the way he does. Like, even the first season, I kind of figured there was something else lurking beneath it that causes him to be such a rampant a-hole. And then when they finally admit it, you're like, yep, that totally makes sense. Well, it, expla- it explains 30% of his personality. There's still 70% fucker that's like, this still needs to be dealt with. <laughs> yeah, 
weird thing where he's like that again. That's why I love so much of the writing in this is that for being such a scumbag, you understand him so well and you understand his flaws and his problems, like a lot of them at least, that you kind of get him. You don't love him. You may not even like him, but you get him. And I think that makes a lot of difference for how you tell these kind of stories. Especially how his episode opens up with him working out and you're hearing the soundtrack of his life. It's like, oh, this explains everything about you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what else I can really say too much because I think part of the joy of watching Rami is really experiencing the episodes because they're fairly light on plot when you actually think about what happens in each episode. So it's really about being in those characters' shoes when they're the headliners of the episodes and seeing what they're going through on a day-to-day basis. But I got to say that Season 1 and 2 combined, you know, I'm not Muslim, I don't have any plans to convert to Islam, but... Yet! Really, I know, right? I just need the right per- I need the right teacher. Maybe Mahershala can convert me. <laughs> oh, no. He, he is actually Muslim in real life, too, so there you go. But I feel like the greatest thing about this show is that it shows an element of Islamic culture and just general Arab culture that you would never see anywhere else tackled so effectively and nuanced and empathetically. You know, just the honest truth about what they deal with, how they relate to family, how they relate to their religion and different cultures. It's it's unlike any other show you can ever see about the topic. I'm right there with you. I I feel like it it humanizes Islam and people from the Middle East in a way that we don't see often enough in television. I think well, I think one of the major factors to me enjoying the second season so much is. By the first episode of the first season, I sized up Rami, and throughout the course of the show, I've been right them for the most part. It's like, oh, I, I, I figured you out pretty instantly, and you are going to continue to be this person. And hopefully next season you get better, but I was satisfied with how the story concludes with him this season, because it's how it should go for what happened. You should hit rock bottom. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just the way it hit rock bottom is a way that I didn't think it would follow that kind of trope. You know, it's like it's it's a it's a thing that a lot of shows do with these kind of story arcs. And I was kind of hoping that maybe the show would divert from going the typical route for it, and it didn't. So it kind of it kind of bummed me out a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's kind of what I thought would happen this episode. Though it did lead to one of my single favorite moments, and I won't say what exactly, but when Mahershala comes back later in that episode, I, I have to applaud him for the stuff he said in that scene, because he was absolutely right about everything he said. He was shook. I, wouldn't you be? <laughs> Honestly, I don't blame him even a little bit. So, yeah, that part really worked. I, I just, I guess I just expected a little bit more. I still really enjoyed so much of the season. It just... The way it ended left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Almost not nearly as bad as the way Mrs. Maisel did it this year, or last year for me. But it, I felt a lot of the same problems I had. Where I'm like, okay, now we've reached this point. What's the show going to do next that's going to bring it back up? Kind of thing. It's the rise. Yeah, no, I know. But I think we already, I don't know. I, I, a lot of shows do this. I just, again, I just felt like the way it got to that point here was just a little rocky. But... Uh, we should probably start winding down to final thoughts, unless there's any major points you guys want to bring up. I was just going to mention that, once again, Rami is just running away from his problems and can't look himself in the face. Yes. Also, I was going to mention the fact that um, the more you see him, uh, Rami has some pretty cool parents. Uh, and it's a shame that their son kind of sucks, because they're, there's a point where his dad is like, oh, so you don't even want to watch Shark Tank anymore. And even I was thinking to myself, 
Oh man, you know, you're not going to watch Shark Tank with your family? <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, I feel the same way. <laughs> you know, I, hey, my family watches Shark Tank too, so I, to- I totally related to that moment. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and you know, I will say this too, that uh, I think the overall production value on this show, like, it's not an expensive show by any means, but it's got a great look and feel and flow to everything. You know, with all the Arab covers of popular songs they do, and all the camera work and that stuff, it's almost... It's got a very Atlanta vibe without the surrealness to it kind of thing. Yeah. Show's pretty stylish, man. Yeah. No, I love the uh, all the stuff they do for the songs and the end credits, too, especially. That always, always, that always makes it a little... Uh, little oh, the, the covers? Yeah. Like, I think, what was it where they do I Will Survive, but in, Arab, in Arabic? That was pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, I loved that cue. <laughs> it, was, it was so fitting. But, uh, yeah, so I think, just to lead into my final thoughts and rating... I, I enjoyed this season. I didn't enjoy it as much as I loved first season so much. But I hope the next season really picks up. Because, I mean, and to be fair, this season apparently literally was finished three days before it premiered because of all the editing they did uh, due to the COVID. So, oh, damn. Whoa. Yeah, so I think that might have affected some of the pacing in the final five episodes that they were literally rushing to the deadline to get finished on this season. So I don't fully blame them. I just think that maybe once things get back and running, you know, working condition kind of thing, that maybe he has a little bit more leisure time to be able to get things paced better. So I think I'm going to give this uh, 8.5 out of 10 white Muslim converts. <laughs> oh, wow. That actually makes so much sense. Like you're watching, Church, bro. You're, you're watching the ending of it and you're thinking, man, they were probably trying to think of a really dynamic, like epic ending and they probably could only afford to walk into a car. <laughs> well, I think they probably... They, they, they probably finished filming before that, but you notice, too, that that last episode was 40 minutes long, which none of the other episodes are. Oh, a season finale. It has to be epic. I guess, I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, Alex, why don't you go ahead? Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed season one of this show, and like you said earlier, it's, it's great to see a show about faith that isn't entirely about disillusionment, which is, isn't terribly uncommon nowadays, but I don't know. Just watching Rami yearn to be a better person and constantly self-sabotage is getting to be maybe a little bit much. But all the other characters along for the ride having such depth and just giving you such a glimpse into their culture is is fantastic. So I'm going to give it four and a half out of five stars for a lift ride uh, (laughs) just because I do that out of habit. Ah, that's great. Uh, Dog it. But like I've mentioned before, since I've kind of accepted the character for who he was already, I wasn't really, like, caught off... I I was more accepting for uh, the fuck-ups he was going to do. In fact, I have a little thing. Whenever uh, a a new character is introduced in a season, I I make a bet with my friends to see how fast it is before the main character fucks everything up. And, you know, (laughs) I'm glad to see I won this bet again. Because Rami <laughs> fucks up bad, guys. Oh, man. This is so amazing. This, this, But uh, I enjoyed it. I loved it. This is a great season. You guys should watch this. Everybody should watch this show. I'm going to give this uh, 9 out of 10 times Maher- Mahershala Ali just looked like he was just had his faith destroyed. <laughs> you do not want to disappoint Mahershala Ali. Let's just say that. 
<laughs> like, it was already hard to w- see those moments when he's, like, just staring into Rami's soul earlier in the season. But that last moment, you're just like, he could kill you with that glance that he was giving you. <laughs> oh, totally. If Mahershala Ali gave me a cup of hot chocolate, I would enter his mosque for sure. <laughs> Wasn't that great where the, those white protesters out there just like, you stole our church, give us back, no Muslims here. And he's just like, hey, guys, uh, here's some chocolate. Hope you have a good day. Right? <laughs> After debating whether or not the, the marshmallows were halal. <laughs> and then they weren't even going to be consuming them. Oh, was good stuff. Good stuff. You know, again, I just, that is a thing I love about the way religion is tackled in shows. Because, I mean, what the other great show recently that's been able to talk about religion this frankly and this, you know, not completely in a, in a bad-mouthing way? The Bitches Demons. You know what? I haven't seen that show, so I'll take your word for it. I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, oh. The Exorcist. The Exorcist show. That was some good TV right there. Two seasons of Rami, two seasons of The Exorcist. You all will thank me later. Just some textbook Catholicism. 